virgin all the way. Oh, and it's a beautiful goal! What a Welcome to For Fox Sake. My name is Pete Selby. Alongside me, Rob Hayes. Now, Rob, we haven't uh, done a podcast for a few weeks through uh, work commitments, but because there was the international period, we thought, well, you know, it's, it's just going to roll on to the next game. The next game being Crystal Palace, and then what an ultimate disaster that was. And then, obviously, the the news, the the bombshell news, possibly the expected news, but whatever it was, the news yesterday at the time of recording that Brendan Rodgers has been sacked as Leicester manager after just over four years in charge. Uh, lots to discuss. This is going to be a podcast mainly about that, mainly about the future. Um, so, Rob, what was your what were your initial thoughts when, when, you, when you heard that news? So, Rogers was sacked. What did you, how did you find out? And what did you think straight away? I found out from a text from you because uh, this weekend, I've got to say, I wasn't really thinking about Leicester City at all. It's... Uh, it's my birthday today and you've dragged me out of bed at 9am on a Monday morning. So uh, first day of the school holidays as well. So for Fox 8 listeners, you are welcome. I can't believe I didn't say happy birthday. I, I mean, I knew that as well. <laughs> I knew that as well. So like a happy birthday for today. I didn't even say happy birthday when we spoke for about three seconds before we actually started recording. So like this is the first time. Happy birthday. And I'm going to echo all the thoughts of the followers uh, who listen to the podcast. Uh, followers, you know what I mean? Like listeners. Um uh, the, the, for Fox 8 family. They all wish you a happy birthday, and I'm sure you will do to me in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you very much, but my birthday is nowhere near as important as Brendan Rodgers getting sacked, so we'll we'll gloss over that. I'm only, I'm only 33 anyway. It's not even a milestone. It's just a, another number these days, isn't it? Uh, apart from for you in a few uh, few months, few weeks' time, rather. But we'll get onto that when we need to. Rodgers sacked. First thing I saw was a text from you, and my thought was, in terms of timing, and obviously time will tell, uh, by the end of the season, I, I think it had to be now or never. Um, so it, it was, I felt like I nodded and I thought, yeah, this is the right decision. I'm, I'm not one of those that's thinking oh, about time and getting really angry or any animosity towards Rodgers. I'm also definitely not anybody, and I don't think this, this opinion is very widely shared at all, but I'm not thinking, oh, that's a mistake by the board. I'm sat here thinking right decision, right time, hopefully. What about yours? Yeah, I was. I I got a a word that it might be happening just before it kind of did. Um, then I got the tweet notification from John Percy saying that they're thinking about it, and then of course it steamrolled after that in the next ten minutes, and it all went. Um, it all went through. Uh, I was actually quite surprised when it happened. I, th- I think you are anyway. When when managers get sacked, even if they are underperforming at your club, you know, you, it is it is a big thing. And I was just tr- trying to explain to people who, you know, quite into football, like yesterday, saying like, "Well, I said this is a big thing." I said your football club has just sacked their manager, you know, and it doesn't happen often. What four years it's been, just over four years. So, so that's that. Now, having t- the time to digest, having that time to think about it. Yeah, we can only react to what happens 
at the time. And, you know, what we say might not be right, might not be wrong, but it's what we think. And we were saying a long time ago it was time for him to go. Then the results kind of half turn around. I think it's very obvious, very, very obvious that the club and the manager were going to part ways in the summer. And I think they were just trying to get to the end of the season. Unfortunately, now you drop into the relegation zone, you find yourself, what, second bottom at the current time. And they've now made that decision. Now, I don't know why they made the decision now. Um, there's a number of factors floated around. I've heard the fact that because they're in the bottom three, that might trigger something in his contract, which means they can release him on agreements, etc., etc., and it doesn't cost them. That might well be true. Um, the dropping into the relegation zone is certainly a a factor for this. Um, but also just the, the terrible run of form. And it's not like we're conceding fluky goals after playing well. It was a shocking performance on Saturday. The the twenty eight goal uh, twenty eight shot difference between the two sides, what the biggest in the Premier League for what, seven seasons or something. It's Crystal Palace we're talking about. It's hardly a a, a, a 2021 Liverpool side or something or a Man City side over the last few years so let's face it they're on their knees as a first team Leicester so they sack the manager fine now what do we do do we do we talk about Rogers's realm do we talk about rain do we talk about like the, the FA Cup and all that sort of thing I, I don't think we do Rob I, we are a, a game uh well, a day away from a game against um Villa at home We've got Bournemouth at home. We're, there's no point in talking about what Rodgers has done at Leicester. We we all know that. And we can do that, hopefully, in the summer whilst looking back on a season where we've survived. But I now, after a few hours and after sleeping on it, I'm really, really worried. <laughs> really worried. Who do you bring in at this stage? You, you can't give the job to Stowell until the end of the season. The only way that happens is if they beat Villa tomorrow and he walks off hand-in-hand with Johnny Evans, Jamie Vardy, after Vardy scoring a brace, and James Madison laughing and joking in front of him. That's the only way Mike Stowell can get the job. And then they go and beat Bournemouth on Saturday, bless you. That's the only way that they can continue as manager. If there's some kind of steamroll, some kind of... Um, bandwagon that all of a sudden it just works and it clicks for a few games and it's fine if not we need to bring in someone and I worry that I don't think that they have a plan you look at what John Percy said you look at what Rob Tanner has said people who have eyes and ears on the football club 24 hours a day who have people in the football club who they trust and they get information from and also who they have a very, very good relationship with, and that is senior players at the football club. Jamie Vardy, well known to be John Percy's, uh, pretty much John Percy's only um, trusted uh, journalist. Uh, the likes of, I said Rob Tanner, who was talking about the likes of Schmeichel very, very in-depth after interviewing him, etc., etc. And it seems that there isn't a plan at the moment. You can put two and two together, Rob, and say Potter was released at the same time. Um, what what are you thinking with regards to the absolute immediate future, with regards to the, the current temporary manager, Stowell again, who 
seems to be eminently capable, but surely can't be the guy to run a Premier League team for 10 games. Um, and then that immediate future for the club. That's the thing, because I said the timing worked for me in terms of releasing Rodgers now, because it gives you 10 games. It gives you a fighting chance of, of staying in the Premier League, something which the board and and clearly most of the fans, and, and judging by the performance against Palace, most of the supporters didn't think that Brendan Rodgers was going to be capable of it or certainly didn't have total faith in the fact that he was the man to keep Leicester in the Premier League. So 10 games in that respect gives you a bit more time to play with. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. If you're putting in a caretaker partnership of uh, Stowell and Sadler, who are coaches, you know, they're not managers, and there is a difference between those, Couldn't can you put them in charge for 10 games? Can, can you rest this great club's Premier League status on the shoulders of two very well-respected and very able coaches, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because if let's say let's say if if the board had given Rodgers even more time, and I think they've been more than patient, the board. I've got a lot of, lot of I've got to give a lot of credit to them for, you know, top statement said uh, that they wanted to to give um, Rodgers and his staff the the time, the continuity, the stability to correct the course is is part of the statement that it says. Um, and because of the previous success, he kind of earned that, which I, I agree with to a point. But you know they've they've taken him out now, um, and you can't put Stal and Sadler in charge for ten games, can you? But the, the other thing is, who do you get in? Because Graham Potter's not coming to Leicester in, unless they're safe from relegation. Surely not, because that would be a, a ridiculous fall from grace. And he's already had his reputation. Um, damaged by the, uh, the the Chelsea fiasco of the last seven months, I can't see a way that he comes to Leicester if he if he's got his head screwed on and he takes a couple of days to think about and 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 recharge after being sacked by Chelsea. He doesn't look at this Leicester job and go, "This is the one," because he's essentially only got probably he's not going to be in charge for for the Villa game, so he'll have nine games to try and instantly. Uh, sort of regain some of his reputation. Whereas at the minute, if he goes into the wilderness till the summer, comes back after the summer uh, in the summer with a Premier League job, probably something like a Leicester job, then the kind of seven months at Chelsea is not in the back of people's minds, but it's it's not right there in their faces. Whereas if he goes straight from getting sacked by Chelsea to come in and then get relegated with Leicester, that sticks on his CV. I don't think... If I was him, I wouldn't touch it. So... You know, I don't want Stowell and Sadler to to be in charge for the 10 games, but I wouldn't mind them being in charge for a couple while Leicester sort out the right kind of person to come in. The only difficulty is that person is probably going to be in place for the Manchester City game, which you would argue is a, you know, is is a kind of uh, uh, a warm-up game, really, because nobody's expecting us to get any points from it, but... I think I would trust Stowell and Sadler to get the players motivated enough to have a proper go at Villa and win the crucial game against Bournemouth. But, you know, with those two coaches who aren't managers, that moment of motivation, the, the hard work... I, I think Stowell and Sadler will in, implement just graft, lads. We'll keep the tactics nice and simple. We will 
work hard, we'll be organised, because they can do that. They do that day in, day out as coaches. And what we'll do is we'll go back a little bit, a bit more of a throwback to the old Leicester, and we'll just get the ball forward nice and quick when we've got it. None of this peeing around with it at the back kind of stuff. I can't see Stowell and Sadler going for that. Get out there, work hard, get the fans on your side because it's two home games in four days, which is absolutely vital. If if the fans see Dewsbury Hall, Walk fast, putting in some big tackles early doors against the Villa players and players just running hard and giving it a bit of kind of come on to the crowd. The fans will be there because those Rogers out ones that have been apathetic towards the supporting the club for the last six months, probably um, they'll be back on board. They'll be they'll be down there on Tuesday night supporting the team wholeheartedly because they realise now 10 games, relegation dogfight, manager's gone. We've got even more responsibility now as supporters. So Stowell and Sadler for the next two after that is anybody's guess, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. I I think the atmosphere on Tuesday is going to be really, really good because also you've got the shock of being in the relegation zone. Some people, some fans may well have been similar to maybe what the owners were and that was sleepwalking into this relegation dogfight. All of a sudden you find yourself second bottom of the Premier League and it's time for everyone to get behind the club, get behind the players for these two games. I agree with you. I I can't see... uh, First of all, I think the, the, the Potter link, it's just very obvious it won't happen because he won't come to a club where he could get relegated because that's a massive fall from grace if we survive and we need a new manager in the summer it's eminently possible Potter could come that that's something for the summer we're not going to attract a manager from a club who's uh, already employed so the likes of Thomas Frank etc again could be something for the summer but not right now um personally my um, well, well, we'll come to who 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 we want, but um, so I don't think it's going to be any of those. I I really hope, actually, I really do hope. First of all, we beat Villa and we beat Bournemouth, and maybe that kind of snowball effect that I mentioned happens, and we do survive in the Premier League, and then we can we can get to a point where you're looking like right, there's five games to go. We are actually pretty much safe. We've had a really good run of results. And then you can look at bringing a guy in maybe now in a, in a similar way to how Brendan Rodgers came in, obviously a little bit later than that. Um, that would be ideal. Um, I w- to bring a guy in who is going to be temporary manager with a view to probably not being there, it's definitely not like it was with Craig Shakespeare because of all the history he had at the club so I'm thinking if you bring a Benitez in for example I wouldn't like Rafa Benitez to be manager at Leicester right if he comes in for 10 games and keeps us up great but I wouldn't like him to carry on that I I wouldn't like that at all so so there's, there's that element that's what I don't really want do you want a firefighter to come in the big Sam to come in and all that sort of thing not really you know I don't really want that at Leicester I mean end of the day if it keeps us up it keeps us up fine um so so what what do I think will happen? Well, I look at then the managers who are out of work and there's a few who I think you can look at and go right. If the worst comes to the worst and Leicester go down, does that manager A stay on and B are they good enough and do you think that they could build a football club and a, and a first team to get promotion and and be a manager for the next few years? That's one option. 
Um, or are they just a manager to come in and, and, and keep us up? And if they do, you can then see them continuing as manager, you know, unlike, I say, Benitez, who I think has probably kind of gone at the game at the highest level, um, in my opinion. And and so when it comes to me, I, there's a couple of people. First of all, you've got Ralph Hassenhudel, um, former Southampton manager, did very well at Southampton, a real motivator, plays very similar football to, say, a Liverpool um pressing an awful lot all action football just the sort of thing I think Leicester fans will get behind and the team actually need um, out of work I think he's a I think he did very good job there with a club that was similar to Leicester but selling their best players and I know we beat their, their 9-0 etc and on occasion that football can collapse which it has done again against the likes of us um, Manchester United etc but I, I like him as a manager. I think he's a good manager. Um, I wouldn't trust him would... as far as I could throw him in a relegation fight, Ralph Hasenhutl. No chance. I, he does not strike. No, well, he, eight, with eight games to play, he's not the man to keep Leicester up, surely. Well, I'm just I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm thinking of who's going to come in and change the way we play. I'm talking about motivating. I'm talking about changing the style of football. You mentioned about style playing a, a, a very basic formation, up and atom. Absolutely, completely agree. Absolutely. But who's going to come in? A, a Benitez is going to come in. I, I can't see it. So I'm just thinking of someone to come in and give that kind of complete change that we need in this very short period of time. And also, if it works... I think there's a good manager there who could possibly go on. If it doesn't work, go down, could stay on as manager. That's one option. Um, the long-term view, you've got Potter, obviously. You've got a few others. Uh, for me, you go back up to Celtic and you've got Ange Postacoglu up there who's done an amazing job at Celtic and, again, seems to be a manager with okay experience around the world, etc., etc., but also just looks to be not on an upward curve but on a severe incline when it comes to his managerial career um good talker seems to be extremely extremely well liked by fans press players everyone and i think has the big personality to actually come down to a club like leicester in the premier league and handle that big jump which it will be a huge jump for him but i think really does have that personality and way about him to handle that the football as well, I think, would be great. You know, really attacking football. So that would be something maybe if Leicester stay in the Premier League that they could look at, possibly, if he wants to. But that he would generally be my number one choice. Um, Potter, if he's available in the summer, do you know what? If he comes in, fine. Not for me, Clive, really. It's I, I Okay, he did a really good job at, at Brighton. You know, hats off to him, tip of the cap. He did a good job. But I, I just, I don't see it myself. I really don't. Yes, Leicester are a different club to Chelsea. And you can you can look at what happened there in many different angles and say he was given a bit of a hospital pass or it was just a bit of a mess. But I don't know. There's just something that I don't quite like that. So that that's what I would do. If, if, if I was in charge, I would be looking at a manager like, I know I know people look at Hassan and go, no, but I'm looking at his style of football. What? kind of football does he play and I think that's exactly what Leicester need yes it might not be the name it might not be the person who people think but someone like that who can come in and do that I don't want the big route one style 
Benitez, Allardyce, let's defend, let's click. No, I think Leicester actually, as a as a team and as a group of players, are better than that. And they need someone to come in and go, right, I want you to do this. Completely different to what you've been doing. Press. Really, really go after the ball. Hunt the ball. Like we used to. Like we've seen Leicester do. You know, play that style of football. And who knows? Maybe in the summer, maybe he stays for eight games and goes. Maybe that's the case. But that's the sort of football I want. And just looking out there on the list of managers who are available and also who would come to the club, people mentioned in Pochettino, Nagelsmann, talking fancy stuff. That's the sort of person, which might, again, might not be the best name in the world, but it's the style of football I'm thinking. Yeah, the conversation about which manager takes over in the summer is is a much easier one, isn't it? Because you've got a better idea of availability. You've got managers who would be much more willing to, to come into the club and do what they want within reason in the transfer window, obviously within financial fair play rules. They can take the pre-season, they can start to stamp their their authority and their style on the squad. This you, you, You've got to wonder, do the board have a couple of people possibly lined up already? You know, like when they're, when they're searching for players, when they're recruiting for players, they're, which they're doing all, all year round, they don't just do it a week before the transfer window. They've got targets lined up for key positions they'll be whispering in agents ears and like sounding out whether this player is available for a move or not you know even entering preliminary chats with the other clubs that kind of thing the managers are slightly different one because there's only one of them obviously and they are they are sort of the the main focus but you've got to think that this is not just a oh we got beat by palace in the last minute bosh sack him this is a the top will have been thinking right a few games ago several games ago many games ago probably we need a contingency in place for when we sack Rodgers because you're absolutely right what you said at the very top of the the podcast that that they didn't want to sack him uh, and Rodgers didn't want to leave they both wanted to get to the summer um leave it leave it there Rodgers move on the club move on everybody says thank you very much for a really successful few years um let's let's try a new direction but you know this this direction at the moment was going only one way so you've got to to hope that as a business model where so much of your income relies on being in the premier league that you're not just making a knee jerk reaction to sack the person at the helm of the footballing side of it which is realistically the the biggest factor in in, in the business, you've got to think that they've got some kind of contingency in place. And, and, I, and I can't think for a second that it's Stowell and Sadler till the end of the season. So, yes, you're looking at the list of next manager odds. And obviously that doesn't include everybody because we've had a few left field appointments uh, over the over the last decade or so, haven't we, at Leicester? But you can't see somebody in, in a successful job at the moment like Thomas Frank coming uh, Postacoglu won't come down at this stage, surely. Um, so then you're looking at managers that are out of work. And I, I, I was playing devil's ad- advocate with you earlier about Ralph Hasenhut. I, I stand by what I said, but I also don't have anything better to offer you. So <laughs> look, Southampton leaked an awful lot of goals under him. But he did, like you say, get that pressing style going. Um, and, you know, if we win... Every game now between now and the end of the season, five four, and Hassan Hussel's not shored up the defence, but he's got us pressing so hard and moving the ball forward so quickly that that we outscore the teams. Then 
you know, you don't really care, do you? You're not gonna we're realistically not gonna get to now on the end of the season winning games one nil. Um and if it if it did go to part, he he could be the kind of manager that would do well for you in the championship. I know you've written off Rafa Benitez, he's currently looking at one set of odds second favourite, ten to three, behind Potter, which I think is I mean, we've discounted that, I can't see it happening. Benitez did come into Newcastle at a similar time. Um, didn't keep them up, but then cruised the championship the next season to to get them back into the Premier League first time of asking. It, it's who's available on what kind of contract. Would would somebody like um, Benitez say come in and be offered a a bonus for keeping Leicester up and have a short term contract? He he said recent. I'm sure I saw an interview recently where he said he he still thinks he's got. A, a decent sized Premier League job in him but does that include coming to Leicester for the last eight games of the season and trying to keep him up does he count that as a big Premier League job I probably wouldn't if I were him with with the CV I know he's, his career is probably dwindling and like you said he's he's, he's not going to get a big big job and he's not going to get another a la Real Madrid Chelsea Liverpool kind of job but it's a, it's a really hard situation to be in so I think the board have got to deal with that behind the scenes. I personally, as a as a fan, once we finish recording this podcast, because we have a slightly different view recording the podcast as, as I would as just a Leicester fan, I'm personally just going to put everything into crossing every digit that I've got for the next couple of games and, and, and hoping that the Leicester players and, and coaching staff, and I think they will, try and block out the noise and just get on with the football. Let the board do what they've got to do. And deal with it all after the Bournemouth game because this is a big, big week. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It's, uh, it's, it's a huge week because I, the problem is, I, if if you ask me right now, then who do I think will be the manager? Not who do I want and what kind of style, etc. Um, I think it will probably be a Benitez. To be perfectly honest, liked by the owners by all accounts over recent years as well. Free. You know, and also here's Rafa. Here you go, Rafa. Here's two million quid if you stay up. That's it. You know what I mean? Um, I I can't see it being a long term appointment, but someone like that coming in, I I, I can just see it being the case. Um, you never know. Like uh, just looking at, at managers who were linked with other clubs at the time, or maybe a few few weeks months ago. Uh, Bill was a fairly close to getting the the Everton job, etc. Um. You, you never know. I maybe can't really see it myself. but and, and so who knows? But if if someone said to me, you know, I'll give you 100 quid if you get it exactly right, who's going to be the next Leicester manager? Um, I, I'd probably say someone like a Benitez would be, for me, the favourite in theory. Um, but the best outcome is obviously going to be win the games, stay in the Premier League, style, etc., um, first team players, someone who knows, someone like a Johnny Evans. Um, we beat Villa. Johnny Evans midweek in a press conference with Stal goes, "I'm going to be Stal's assistant, etc." Maybe sitting alongside of Jamie Vardy and go, "We're going to run this team. We're going to run this football club for the next few games." And then who knows, who knows what? Um, whether it's the case, I mean, you mentioned about the fact that it's Manchester City. Um, not the easiest game in the world to come into if you're a new manager. That's absolutely true. But also, it is that free hit. If you're looking for a little bit of time, how about 
you play two games in the Premier League at home to Villa and Bournemouth, then you appoint a guy. Yes, there's only eight games to go, but that manager has the free hit against Manchester City. This is how we're going to play against City, etc. Um, the players all know how to play against Man City. They've had great success against them. Um, even in the, the defeat at home, I know it was a defeat, but they were, they were still right in that game, what, 1-0 with that superb free kick from De Bruyne. So uh, it might not take a lot of tactical awareness changing making an influence on the side straight away but then they have that behind the scenes look at the team for an amount of time before then they have their next game which they can then they can input their their changes that could be an easy option um the one thing is though rob that you said is that do you think that the, the people in charge of the football club actually have a, a contingency plan have a plan here Ooh, um no i <laughs> no because I, I, I agree with you what you said really early on when you said it's admirable the fact that the owners have stuck by Rodgers. A lot of people want Rodgers gone earlier, as included on a couple of occasions this season. But they gave him every single chance to. And in this way, world of football, that's not often the, the choice and, and the chance and, and the case at many clubs. But he was given every chance to turn things around. It hasn't worked. Um, maybe should have happened earlier. But then... With the nature of the Premier League this season and the table, a couple of results would have meant Leicester being a, a long way possibly away from relegation. But it's not the case. It's not happened. And unfortunately, we're now 10 games away and we are deep in the mire. Um, so, so final thing, Rob, before before we pack up this, uh, this very quick podcast, because it is your birthday. Um, who... Hey, A, who do you want... And I know that's kind of a like you know a shot in the dark. Again, I went with the style of football and etc. with the kind of the Hassan who kind of an, as that an option. But but first question is, who do you think will come in? And I say I said Benitez. I think will come in. He won't be my choice. I, again, I I would plump for the fingers crossed option with the style etc. that they win the next two games and then we're in a completely different frame mind you know who knows if we're avoiding relegation then you can look longer distance but if they're wanting to bring someone in to really just shake things up again playing style like our Hassan Hussle would be someone I would definitely look at so who do you think and then who do you want who do I think and who do I want as in right now as in who do I want to take over for the last let's say eight games we're not talking about yes, the summer. we're talking yes. about right now no, the, the the style the style the the style option hasn't worked. They're not going to remain in charge, right? So, who do you think they will go for, and then who would you go for if you just had that uh, that magic wand? And I could get anybody, not even considering the job that they're in and whether they'd come to Leicester or not. No, no, no. It has to be realistic. You know what I mean? We can't just go and get Pep at the moment. Looking at the list, and it's not the most inspiring list. And you know, you can write off a few. Like you said, Benitez is is the is the name, and he's got the kind of even though his the last few jobs haven't really worked out, he's got the kind of gravitas, if you like, that some of the players might go for. If you brought in some, I'm looking at the rest of the list. I'm I'm, I'm basically trying to do process of elimination here because I don't know the answer to your question, so I'm trying to figure it out right now in words. I'm looking at people like. Dean Smith, Scott Parker, not not Premier League managers for me, really. Daniel Farker, the same. Um, Neil Lennon, the same. Solskjaer, I don't think would give anybody any kind of confidence. Uh, Van Nistelrooy, no. 
Um, it's interesting that Sadler's in there at 10 to 1 um, in the same bracket as Postacoglu and Hassan Hootel and Pochettino and Bielsa. Um, and and that's that's a, I think I find that quite interesting because it's it's almost like he's he's a young coach. He has obviously had time to come through the ranks at Leicester. Um, you know what I'd really like to happen. I'm I'm going for it. Leicester win back to back against Villa and Bournemouth. Feel good things back. Other teams around you are, are losing games. You put a bit of distance in. And then the the board look and go, well, eight games left, right off the Man City game, because nobody's expected to win that. That's seven games left. Stowell and Sadler till the end of the season. You know, I'd only go for that if Leicester get four points, say, from the next couple of games. Because then you look after the, the Man City game, you got Wolves and you got Leeds, who are right in the mix. You've got Everton, who are right in the mix. You've got Fulham, who are beatable, because I think their season's now going to peter out. Um... By which point you really ideally need to be pretty much safe because your next couple of games are Liverpool and Newcastle uh, and then you finish last game of the season against West Ham. Imagine if it's Leicester versus West Ham to decide which of those two clubs stays up and which goes down. But I think the run of fixtures is is favourable enough that if Stal and Sadler can generate enough momentum with somebody like Johnny Evans on the touchline doing, having his influence because he can't really have it on the pitch because his legs don't work anymore... I think that that would work for me. I'd I'd go with it. I could run with that. I could get behind that. Um, that yeah, that's that's where I'm going. Who do I think will come in? Probably somebody like yeah. I, I'm I think I'm on the same page as you with Benitez. Yeah, I I, I think so. I I can just see see him there in his suit on the touchline dictating play, and people were kind of looking over on the pitch, going, "What's he, what's he on about?" Um, <laughs> whether it works or not, who knows? I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I hope, I hope for, for Leicester's sake, it works with, with, with Stal and Sadler. I really do. I hope it works. But, um, and then we can appoint someone towards the end of the season or in the postseason. That, that's, that's the, the obvious option. That's the obvious best thing. Seen on Sky Sports News now. Rogers walk out with the, uh, with the. With the trophy, with the FA Cup. It's a shame, isn't it? I mean, it never works that way. With the pandemic, we never really got the big kind of send-off for those uh, players like Wes Morgan, etc. And of course, those seasons where we just missed out on the top four, you go and win the FA Cup and it can't be a full house, etc. And also, the, the, the best option would have been we picked up a few wins and we finish in 14th place. And with two games to go... Rogers announces he's going to leave at the end of the season. And then on the final day, when there's nothing to play for, there's a bit of a party atmosphere because it's the last day of the season. Maybe West Ham are safe as well. And Rogers can walk around the edge of the pitch at the end of the game with the FA Cup in his hands, going, look what we did over the last few, four years. We had a great four years, European football, uh, unbelievable individual results and runs of football, the 9-0, etc., the 5-2, what a way at Man City. Um, runs in cup competitions, which were mightily unlucky not to get to more than one final. The win, obviously, in that. The, the European runs get into a semi-final. Um, playing in a, a style of football, which is surely pretty much, apart from maybe the, the flamboyant side of like the 70s, etc., but has to be the best football that we've seen pretty much at the club. Um, an unbelievably successful time unbelievably successful 
brilliant time. But it never really works like that in football. <laughs> you know, a lot of the times that, that fairy tale can't happen twice, can it? At Leicester. But like, the problem is, now he's gone. If the worst comes to the worst this season, and if we do go down, when you look at Brendan Rodgers and his career at Leicester, if they stay up, you'll be saying, FA Cup winner, Charity Shield winner, um, runs in Europe up to European semi-finals, fantastic results, 9-0, 5-2, brilliant football, very unlucky to miss out on the top four, two fifth place finishes and an eighth, and then went when it started to go wrong in the fourth season. Overall, a very, very successful time. Problem is, if you go down, what do you say? FA Cup winner, Charity Shield winner, left in a season when they got relegated. That's that will be one of the headlines, isn't it? And and we don't want that. It's a shame it hasn't worked out that way uh, for Rogers, but but that's football, isn't it? Um, final thing though, Rob, before we go, um, your prediction for the next two games, <laughs> or or we might. I don't know. I think you're going away, aren't you? Yeah. So like, okay. So it will be for the next two games because we won't have a podcast before Bournemouth. So go on, Em. I'm going 2-1-2-1. Two, 2-1-2-1. One, two, one. Two, one, two, one. Six points. Stowell and Sadler till the end of the season. <laughs> okay, then. I am going uh, against Villa. Um, I'm going for a very, very nervy 1-0 win, which I know is a bit mad because Villa... I, I, yeah, well, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. And then on Saturday, I'm going to go for the Barnstormer. That's going to be the game that just explodes and I'm going to go for a Leicester 4-3 win against Bournemouth and I'm going to go for the same I'm going to go for then you know Stal and Salad to carry on I, I I agree with you if we do not get four points at least from these two games I think by the time we go to the Etihad there will be Rafa Benitez standing there in the Leicester City suits on the touchline looking to bring in a few million quid into his back pocket for keeping us in the Premier League that's what I can see. I hope it probably doesn't come to that, but but there we go. What do you think? Let us know on Twitter, at FFSPod. You can find us on Twitter. Facebook for Fox 8 Podcast on Facebook. Just type it in, you'll find us there. Or you can email for fox8podcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you think, who you don't want, what style of football. Do you want Stalin that to the end of the season? How many points we're going to get? There's so many different options, isn't there, Rob? That's the problem. If one result goes one way, they're going to go down one avenue. If another result goes another way, hopefully they can carry on. It's not a case of, you know, who do we want, really? It's a, it's a case of who, depending on the results which avenue Leicester are going to go down. I think and at one end of Bon Avenue, there's a Rafa Benitez. At the other end, there's Stahl, etc., with a few of the first-teamers. So, fingers crossed. And, uh, well, happy birthday, Rob. <laughs>